This your boy G, your brother, your friend, your neighbor, your cousin, your uncle. Do I got nieces and nephews? You definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, y'all? Another episode of Cut Different. I got my boy John the John in here. I still call you that. Why do you call me that? I have no idea why. I think I thought you was a trick when I first met you. What? My bad. I probably shouldn't even say that. That long there. ago? Yeah. When you were a kid, you looked like you went to school with cookies to get girlfriends. Love don't cost a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love don't cost a thing. <laughs> so, what's up, y'all? What's going on in the news? What's going on with life? Uh, once again, R.I.P. has. Oh, we got another R.I.P., man. My first crush. My absolute first crush. Oh, Cicely Tyson. I was about to say. I was about to say. Man, Man. busting loose when I was a kid. I used to watch that with my shirt off. Just to look at her. That's a lot. Yeah, that was pretty much. I mean, I did that for Kiki Shepard, too. That's that's a grown. That was a grown, grown woman. I know. I loved her. I thought we had a connection. 50 years older than you. That's fine. (laughs) That's fine. I could have worked with that. I could have worked with that. But R.I.P., Miss Cicely Tyson, she was a force to be reckoned with. That woman stayed. She had a movie last year. Did that she? Tyler Perry movie, movie oh, with Felicia was, Rashad. Yeah, she was in it. She was a crazy old lady. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, she was acting until the wheels fell off. Literally. That's her passion. Yeah. If it's your passion, it's not work. Yeah. R.I.P. Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron, yeah. That yeah. was big. I think Biden was actually at his funeral, too. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about Trader Joe. The, yeah, That's what the I call president. Him. The president now. Oh, yeah, he is the president. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hank Aaron. He's a trailblazer too. Yeah. Um, his uh, ex-wife was a dean of my middle school. I'm talking about fine, Miss Aaron was fine. I don't. <laughs> you need to stop. I had a crush on all the older ladies. You need to stop with these, like the blasphemy on these dead people. What? Hey, Miss Aaron's still alive, I believe. Yeah, but his, his her his her ex husband is not anymore. Oh, that's disrespectful. Yeah, a little bit. I'm <laughs> just saying, you know, all respect to him. He got he got good taste. That's how I take it. You know, like if you got a girlfriend and somebody say your girl bad, that's good taste. That's a compliment. You can't fight everybody to think your girl cute, John. I don't fight nobody. You don't. Uh-huh. You sure you don't, you don't, don't like I don't to get upset? To. I don't have to. <laughs> That's because you ain't got nobody. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in all seriousness, no, uh, it's been been a rough, rough. The last twelve month, thirteen months, been rough. Kobe at the uh, top of it. Yeah, it's been a year already. Yeah. Yeah, they just had the anniversary for Kobe. I said after the year of his death, I can start talking trash about his game like I used to. But I still, that thing still sting a little bit. He just was, Kobe's gone. It's just weird because he he was so young. Yeah. And it's like he was considered one of the greats. Yeah. Life he's pressure. definitely that. Yeah. Anybody that says he's not one of the greats is crazy. He was the greatest replica. Of a great player I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that was the only dig I'm gonna do on Kobe. That's, yeah. that's it. The best replica of a yeah. player. I mean, he, he married his game after MJ. So, I mean, it was almost to you when they did those blended videos. Yeah. 
I was like, wow. Wow, man. That was, uh, he's truly missed, though. I, I used to be a hater of Kobe. And and that day, I think I was walking around, I think I was at the store, and I heard a bunch of people saying something, saying Kobe's name, and then my phone started going crazy. Getting phone calls. I was like, nah, man. Yeah. It, his, his death was kind of like uh, Michael Jackson's death for me. Like, it was just, I was in such disbelief when I got the news. It was just like, Kobe? Kobe? No way. Kobe's gone. How? What, Michael Jackson, you was like that too? Yeah. I didn't honestly know he was alive still. I sold t-shirts the day he died. I went and bought some t-shirts. Michael Jackson, I think the next day I got the t-shirts. I was on the side of the road holding up t-shirts, selling them. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you made some money, though. <laughs> sold out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you made some money, though. I sold out, but, you know, and I mean, even with him, you know, a legend's a legend. Even though I don't, don't, I'm not a fan of the music like that, but I learned to appreciate his music after he passed away. You know, like, Mike was, like, very dope, and I didn't know that. Yeah, outside of, even outside of music. Yeah, and I didn't even know he can sing for real. Oh, I was watching sing. that This Is It. Yeah, he can sing. And did you know that was him singing acapella? Acapella? Acapella. On the, on the um, documentary. The that was him singing. I didn't know that. Yeah, like, wow. I didn't know that. I was like, he actually sings like his songs? He can sing, sing. I didn't know that. He's one of the few people, one of the few artists that you could go to the actual concert and be like, yo, he sounds like the album. Yeah. 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 Now I know. It's not that many people like that. No. A lot of people talk you through through their concerts. Uh, I was always like a Prince fan. I thought he was the most talented person that ever walked the earth. He was very good, too. Yeah. When he died, I was like, whoa. I think my dad called me that day to give me the news. <laughs> he knew I was going to be sad. Yeah. I wish I could have seen both of them in concert. Yeah. And I wish I could have seen Kobe live in person. Uh, and I passed on his last game, his last season. It was expensive. Yeah, but I think I had season tickets that year. Oh, you did? And you didn't go? No, nah, I sold them. You made a lot of money off of it. Uh, Not enough. Yeah, you know when you're selling tickets and those season passes, you got certain games that you're going to have to pay. You know, you'll make some money off of right. and some, some games you lose money off of. Right. So it kind of balances out. Right. You know, after you make all them payments. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm not a baller. I make payments on my season passes. <laughs> One seat. <laughs> you, don't have, you don't even have two seats. No. <laughs> so just him, no guest. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's that? What else is in the news uh, this week? Um, that was another challenge you were talking about. Oh, the silhouette challenge. Now, what's that? I'm. I'm so. They got a challenge for everything. I'm just saying, I feel like people are getting bored. Like, you know, everywhere outside of Atlanta and, like, Houston and Texas and stuff, like, everybody else tired of sitting at home. So these people are coming up with these challenges. And basically how the silhouette challenge works, um, I forget the IG. um, I forget the Instagram. I forget the Instagram. Um, personality that started it but 
basically what it is, some music plays, kind of like the Busted Challenge at the beginning. You made that sound real complicated. Is it a silhouette? It is a silhouette. Okay. It's a silhouette. <laughs> it's a silhouette. I, forget, I forget her name, the, the girl that started it. Oh. But... So they just put up a sheet and dance behind no, the sheet? No, no, no. They put... No, they basically have the music playing, and, like, you see them with the light on. Then the light goes out, and they're, like, dancing to the same music or different music that changes with different up. clothes on? No, they, they're naked. So you can see the silhouette. But you don't see... But you don't see it. Oh. Because it's dark. But you don't see... Oh. But you see it. But you don't see it. I'm a Christian. I can't watch it. <laughs> now, how you look at that? <laughs> for, for, the, for the fans. It's on TikTok. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that for the fans? <laughs> only fans. Yeah, this is for the people. I'm it's, sure. I'm sure it's, it's on OnlyFans. If you guys got OnlyFans accounts, and I'm sure it's on OnlyFans. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, cool. I guess they they'll be going crazy about that. I seen like the post your daughter challenge, post your son challenge. If I post my children. I got bullets. I don't need nobody liking no pictures. <laughs> if I put the picture up, just see it and scroll. I don't think that's the... Uh, just scroll. I don't think that's how it normally works. Yeah, you just you can't like the picture. You got to scroll I, with mine. I, I don't think that's the point. What's the point? You, you can't like my daughter picture. I'm just saying... Scroll. I'm saying, like, the point is people always post their kids. Like, a lot of parents have Instagram accounts where they only post their kids. It might be private... It might be a private account, so it's like... So they can keep their pictures? Yeah, so they can keep their pictures. That's so, smart. Yeah, they have memories, you know. It's just a collection. That's hmm. all it is. Huh. That's something... That, that'll probably help me from having to get new phones, because I, <laughs> I had pictures in my phone from 2015. You want to tell the story? About me having to get another phone? How you deleted all your stuff. Yeah, because it kept saying store. <laughs> I need storage space. So I was like, the biggest stuff that I have on my phone was my pictures. That's what I thought. That's normal. So I, my phone had 64 gigs, and it kept telling me I used 63 point something. And I deleted all my pictures. And when I went back to it, it said 63 point something still. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, I had to get another phone. Yeah. Because I didn't know how to delete whatever it was that was clogging up my internal storage. Right. So... And I didn't want to delete something that the phone needed to operate. You know, I'm an old head. I don't, I don't know about none of that. I'm learning still. They got, you know, they got more memory on phones now. How many, how many gigs the new one got? Like 128. Yeah, it's like double. Yeah. yeah, and that phone lasts me five years, so this should last me ten. Yeah, make sure you just archive your stuff and like save it and upload it to the, the cloud. The clouds, yeah, like up in the air somewhere. Not the physical clouds. So. <laughs> I still don't understand. It's not in the atmosphere. I mean, technically, it is in the atmosphere, but not like that. Hey, all the old heads like and share this one because we need answers <laughs> about what this cloud is. That's that's not. I don't even get it. It's just a cloud. They could have named it something like storage. I would have understood that cloud. What the cloud do? I mean, it's just saying that it's everywhere, so you can always have access to it. That's the point. What if, what if it's on a day that there ain't no clouds in the sky? It has nothing to do with the actual physical cloud. Oh. I knew that. So, anyway, moving <laughs> right along. <laughs> it's like radio waves and frequencies. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's like an internet storage. Yes. Pretty much. Exactly what it is. I, I get it. I get it. WW I'm learning. Yeah. I'm going to have to use it this time around. They said I was paying for it anyway. 
So I'm gonna try to like move stuff around. But that's my my drama with the phones and uh, COVID. They said January has been the deadliest month thus far. How many people died? Uh, it was either eighty thousand or eight hundred thousand in the world. Yeah, okay. that's a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of people. I in think the world. Um, on the thing, I think I saw another number. You know, I got one of those cable boxes that have a COVID channel. And it's constantly playing all day. And I think worldwide it was like two point something million people died from COVID. In total? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a, that's a lot of lives we lost. That's like, that's more than the Holocaust and slavery and like any war combined. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but we also have the most population we ever had. So, I mean, if you look at the numbers and stuff, it's yeah. not its not an unfathomable mu- number. It's a lot of people. But from people, that one disease took out, though. Yeah, but I'm That's saying. That's what makes it so But grand. I'm saying if the, the Black Plague was today, I'm sure there would be more people than, than COVID numbers dying from the Black Plague. Sure, sure. I understand what you mean by population. But, you know, either, even with that, whether it's the black plague, flu, yeah. swine flu, yeah. COVID, yeah. for one disease to take that many, AIDS didn't take that many people out in one year. Yeah. But you know what I mean? AIDS is a little bit, just a little bit, it takes a little bit longer to develop the, you know, acquired. Well, you know, know HIV and then yeah. AIDS, unless you sleep with somebody that actually has full-blown AIDS. Right. But uh, even in that. That's still because actually after you get AIDS, I think early on, you you pretty much given a death sentence that year. Mm. You know, it, you didn't last too much longer after that. Crack probably took out as much people as COVID. Yeah, I can see that. Not in one year though. Be- between the like, totality, the, yeah. between the the violence and the the actual use of, or yeah. you think just the use of both. Both. Combined, yeah, because combined. crack was like a real epidemic. Mm-hmm. That, that was a real epidemic. That was a real pandemic to me. Crack, crack affected my life. I remember, you know, us having like decent neighborhoods and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. then you started seeing people walking down the street, fidgety, pushing buggies, and you know what I mean, They're dirty, stinking, just looking like didn't nobody in the world care about them. It was like a flash. You know, as a kid, when I seen that change, mm-hmm. and that was like horrible. I mean, emotionally, that took out that that had a great effect on me. Like growing up, seeing all those people fall off like that. I heard they got a new Netflix uh, special called Crack. Crack. Yeah, I heard about it too. Yeah, somebody was talking to me about it yesterday, and I was like, uh, "Make sure they said this and that." He's like, "Yeah, they put that in there too. Like they got to talk about like." The stuff that really, really was hitting hard when it came to crack. Like, black people didn't have access to ether when they started Freebase. Yeah. Freebase is what they called it before it became crack. Right. When they started, you know, um, using baking soda instead of the ether. You know, ether was what uh, I brought that up, and they said that was in there, too. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. But, Richard, you watched it, Richard Pryor? No, I haven't. You know, Richard Pryor caught on fire using Freebase. I didn't know that. Yeah. JoJo Dancer special. 
he did like a little movie and stand up combined. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what happened. He had caught on fire. If you look closely at Richard Pryor face during like that particular time in his life, you can see the scar from burns. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he caught on fire. But who black has like that that definitely wasn't like some hustling dude in the hood that had access to ether. Who has access to ether? What do you buy that at? You know what I mean? To make freebase. So somebody has to sell you ether. You're right. And cocaine. Right. Where that's gonna come from? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so that's 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 uh I'm glad they put some light on that. Like the further uh further uh, clear up some of the bull crap that the government tried to put off on us. Yeah. That, 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 we, we didn't do that. That was a plan. Just like this pandemic we in. That was a plan. The pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. I mean, regardless of if it was created by them, manufactured by them, hey, it's still real. So, you know, we can't be around here acting like because we, we know some of the conspiracy theories that we have to ignore that we should be wearing a mask and still be, you know, six feet away from people and not, you know, and wash your hands. You should have been washing your hands anyway. Your hygiene should have been up to par anyway, but, you know. Simple basics. Yeah. I had another interesting conversation this week. I should have invited him on the show. Uh, he was talking about a paper he wrote in college. And... uh it, it really had my wheels turning. So he was saying during the time that they, they uh, back when slavery was happening in the U.S., when they first got here and formed the 13 colonies mm-hmm. after they had um, did what they did to the Indians, the indigenous people of the land, and they started pushing them out past the Mississippi River. Right. Um, it's kind of ironic that if they was pushing them out past the Mississippi River into, like, Oklahoma and places like that, that 30 years later, we had uh, Black Wall Street was formed. Right. Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah. So what what he spinned that off into was, if it was supposed to be a majority Indians out there, where did the black people come from? So he had my wheel spinning, like, were black people already here in America? I mean, some of the, I feel like some of the indigenous people were dark. Well, you know that some of the ships they used to get over here were African ships. Most, I think most of, all of the ships were African ships that came here. What, from, from where? From Africa when they brought the slaves over. They were all African ships? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they renamed some of them and took control of some of them. You know, they traded and bartered yeah. for some of the ships. And, you know, because they lied to them about yeah. what they were going to do when they got here. Yeah. And you think if it takes six months to cruise from there back in that time right. to navigate from Africa to the American, you know, North American shores, um, if it took that long, did they really have enough space in those ships for that many black people? that many slaves to populate the land the way that we have right over the years and I mean you gotta look at how they were transporting them too though it's not like it was comfortable like you know it wasn't a comfortable ride 
And they yeah. were like piling people on top of each other too. Absolutely, but you know, at the same time, those ships aren't as big as uh, cruise ships. They're not Carnival Cruise Liners either. Yeah, not those ships were significantly smaller. Right. So you got to think of Africans. It's proof that Africans had already sailed here before. Were some of the indigenous people or Indians that they're referring to? Because you know, like the Etowa tribes yeah. and and Cherokees, a lot of them are super dark. Yeah. Like, they look like light-skinned black people. That's true. So, was that already some mixing going on prior to them even getting here? Were the, the Indians that were pushed out? Because if you look at some of those old slave pictures and uh, compare them to, like, old Indian pictures, Indians were very Afrocentric. Yeah, there's a lot. You know I, what mean, I mean? Latin America in general... I mean, there's a lot of black influence. Yeah, because they all came from, you know what I mean? So if that was already here, that means that there's further proof that we were here. Yeah. You know, those are our people. Well, I mean, I'm thinking about the time frames, too, but, like, when was the Trail of Tears originally, like, started? The who? The Trail of Tears, so, like, pushing indigenous people from the East Coast towards Texas and Oklahoma, Arizona. That's something that we got to look up. Yeah, because, I mean, the time frame, especially when you're talking about Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street was much later. 19th century. Yeah, 19, eight, like 1850s, 1860s maybe. 1860? Yeah. That was in 1800s? It's got to be, like, towards the end. The Tulsa stuff? It had to be. Had they to be. had cars. But you know that Wall Black Wall Street, we heard about the end. We didn't hear about the beginning. The beginning. Of it. We don't know when the beginning is. That's what I'm saying. It was formulated shortly after, which, and we give a lot of thought to like the Tulsa, Oklahoma situation. But you know that majority of all major cities in America were founded by black people. Yeah. Particularly anything west of the Mississippi. Yeah. Like most of that. I mean, you got Central Park in New York. That was a black neighborhood. I mean, slaves built Wall Street, so. Yeah. I mean, New York was, New York City, the boroughs were built by black people. Right. Even, like, life insurance was, like, insurance on slaves. Yeah. So, all of it, the financial institutions, all all that stuff was built up because of Africans and African Americans later. Well, that's that's structure. I'm, I'm talking about like geographically. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a lot. Of, I mean, you can you can go all the way back far as like, like the foundation of civilization and all of that. You can attribute a lot of that stuff to like Moors. You know, yeah. every every king's right hand man throughout history was a Moor. Yeah. And we all know the Moors were black. Yeah. Not the little stinky, dirty people that they show on TV during those uh, medieval movies. Right. You know, there's always some white old guy that's a drunk that he's like, you hang out with Moors? Where are thou? You know, not those guys. Like, Moors are like distinguished people in yeah. civilization. They, they they were very, uh, very well respected until the demise of them. You know what I mean? Right. Arithmetics, ma- mathematicians. Yeah. They were like intelligent people. Yeah. Founding things like education. Yeah. Uh, the just uh, nah, I wouldn't say the justice system, but 
but like civilizations, like all the basic of fiber. And stuff, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like they were the founders of like government, education, and you know, just being a civilized uh, civilization. Did I say that right? Civilization. Yeah. Yeah. A I mean, civilized civilization. I mean, just think about it like geographically. Like, <clears throat> think about the Roman Empire, the Spanish Empire. Like, there was like a lot of battles with the Moors yeah. in Spain. And then, of course, like, the Roman Empire went into Africa. And the Middle East. That's how they lost. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to just think about it. Mm-hmm. I don't talk about stuff like that, though. Nah, nah they ain't going to tell you. <laughs> Want to know what happened to Caesar? We turned him into pizza shops. <laughs> the little Caesars. Yeah. Yeah, Caesar got real small. Because he tried to go over there and try to conquer some land outside of Rome. Yeah. Them Africans gave it to him, but you know, one one love, you know that's that. Uh, I don't want to make it seem like you know I'm pro anything, but my understanding is what it is. You know what I mean? And we got to think that you know one one love is very necessary. We ain't gonna get nowhere without everybody. We all got to eventually start moving together, yeah. which is gonna be hard for us to do. But as long as someone must do it, a lot of us got it. Speaking of moving together, and we're talking about college, and we're talking about education. What? Brother Joe, I need you to get rid of my student loans. That's what I need. Joe thinking about transgenders right now. Hey, man. You you think about a lot of things. You got a lot of things to (laughs) fix since. I was like, that's the first thing he wanted to do was that. 45. I was like, jeez. Like, they got more rights than we got. <laughs> Who, black people? Yeah. Like, right, man. You might be right. You're going to find dudes start wearing dresses just to get ahead. You know what I mean? And not, not taking a dump on, like, you know, them. But, you know, it's funny that that they keep finding causes to skip over us. And I, and I think everybody deserves whatever they want. You know what I mean? If you like what you like, you want to be whoever you want to be, that's a, that's your thing. That's your life. But we looking at things that those are optional things. Right. You know, we, we didn't ask for the treatment that we got here. We didn't ask to be here. No, at all. <laughs> we here. <laughs> at all. So, I mean, if you can give money to, to, to the Holocaust victims and and everybody got money, the, the people you call American Indians, they got money. They get paid every year. Yeah, every month. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially if they got a casino on their land. They get even more. So if that's going on, and you still keep skipping over the fact that every February we got pictures of brothers and sisters hanging from trees. Mostly brothers. In suits. Nice dress shirts. Yeah. Dressed like they was doing nothing at all. Just chilling. Yeah. All the way back to pictures of Emmett Till. Dressed nice. Boy, had a, he had a smile that makes you smile. When you see his picture, you smile too. Beautiful kid. Taken out like that. And we got re- constant reminders of this and you keep skipping over. Saying I'm sorry. Properly. Say I'm sorry. How do you do that properly? With money. 
opportunity. Forty acres and a mule fund. Yeah. That's yeah, what we give need. Give us some opportunity. Money is what moved this world. I mean, equity. Yeah, equity is important. Yeah, yeah. But equity. people don't understand that. Like, people want equality all the time, but that, or they say they want equality, but that's not what they want. Because that's an individual thing, whether or not somebody's prejudiced. You're right. You, so can't, you can't change you can't that about people. That. Yeah. You know, some people don't like fat people. Some people don't like short people. You know what I mean? There's nothing you can do about that. But we can't change some of the opportunities, correct? And penalize the people, the institutions that 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 come for us the way they come for us, like education, you know, employment, yeah. you know, finance and houses, yeah. and, you know what I mean, real estate opportunities. So you and know, penalizing them people properly will will offset some of the abuse that we've right. taken on in this country. Even the penal system, like we got to look at that too. Like once you go in. Once you get out, you're disadvantaged. Yeah. Period. It's always up. You can't ever, you can't ever get that back. If you get charged with a crime that you might not have done. Yeah. And you're trying to reacclimate to society, you know, ten years down the line, you can't even get a job that will pay you well. <laughs> like, how can you get ahead? And you're asking me to. You know, do things that at 30, 35, I don't care what you did in the past. It's kind of hard to say I'm going to just go work at McDonald's and let them treat me any kind of way just for a $200 check a week. You know what I mean? I still got to borrow money and catch a ride to work. Right. You know what I mean? And I can't find a decent woman in my life because I don't make enough to support a family. Right. And you asking me to overlook what I'm going through, and keep pressing on. That's that's a hard pill to sm- uh, swallow, you know. And, and shout out to all the brothers that don't been inside. It's life after that. It's life after that. When you can't find an opportunity, create one. And a lot of times, that's what we did throughout history. You got to create the opportunities you want sometimes, and most times. You know what I mean? You can't find a job, make one. That's what we known for. That's it. Uh, them, them the shoulders that we stand on. But it doesn't dismiss the fact that they did this right. to us. You know what I mean? Right. But you don't throw pity parties. You Can't know what it. I mean? Mm-hmm. Accomplish the goal that you set out to accomplish every day. Every day set a goal for yourself. There's there's programs. There's, there's help out there. And a lot of times we don't hear about that help because, you know, Black people really have their hands in this nonprofit stuff. I've been wanting to say something about that for a long time. There's a lot of black nonprofits. Yeah. There's a lot. But they don't do nothing. Eh, they don't really It do depends nothing. on what you they I throw mean one event every year. I mean, if you think about it, you gotta think about it like this. People all have a passion for something, right? I'm not let me take that back. Not all of them. Right. But most of them don't do nothing. I mean, it's it's about, but it's also about the communities you serve and the the people that you are, are your constituents, right? It, that that takes part. That's like the biggest part of nonprofits, the donors. Yeah, but so some of the most successful uh, nonprofits, um, black people and nonprofits, um, those are the ones that do the least. Uh, you're a multimillionaire because you got a nonprofit and you got all the right people donating to your cause, but you're only able to help 
a couple people here and there. Right. And you set out this is your this is your vision. Where are the buildings for that? Yeah. I mean where's the money going? You gotta look at what a nonprofit is. A lot of times the nonprofit that kind of nonprofit, if they're a multimillionaire already, that's not really their nonprofit. It's their name on it. They came they became that because of the nonprofit is what I'm saying. Oh, you're saying they became that because of the yes. nonprofit? Wh- yes. Ooh. A lot of them are funding themselves and not the cause yeah. that they say they claim to be so passionate about. Well, those are really bad nonprofits, and you shouldn't be involved in that's those. A, that's the most of them. That, I mean, as many nonprofits as you know of, they got grading systems for that, though. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be donating to those. Oh, that's just paperwork. That's just paperwork. You can manage paperwork. You can make paperwork look like you're doing the right thing with the funding. But if you're paying salaries with most of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I they mean, need a different grade. But system. the good, the good nonprofits are not paying salaries. Like, like it's, it's, no, it's normally the board members that pay the salaries of the people that are like running it. Right. It's not normally from the donations, the good ones. That's the way it, it sounds good. I mean, those are. I'm, but we should see more results. If that was the case, it depends. I mean, I'm not everywhere, so I can't say. Right. I mean, there are good nonprofits, of course. Yeah. There, there's good nonprofits. Yeah. I'm not saying. To what extent are you saying the the development of whatever they're trying to accomplish? You, we don't know. Like, what what are they trying to accomplish? Like, I got to need. I need an example from you to understand. I'll start with Boys and Girls Club. Okay. Um, what's, have, your, what's your problem with Boys and Girls Club? Um, most of them are charging way more. When I was coming up, Boys and Girls Club was like a dollar for membership for the year. Yeah. And now, you're looking at it depending on your income. Now they're going off your parents' income, and they're charging you accordingly to that. Mm-hmm. And then the summer programs, like everybody in the neighborhood used to say, well, if you're a nonprofit, you're already getting paid to service this community, Correct. So why are you charging the community that you're servicing? Well, if you're a nonprofit, you're not getting paid per se. You're getting taken care of. Who you, is you filing grants and loans and all these yeah, yeah. for nonprofit ho- ho- now? Hopefully, you're getting. Hopefully, getting, you're getting the funding the, you're that getting, you need. Hopefully, you're getting that funding. We know the Boys and Girls Club is. I'm sure the Boys and Girls Clubs are getting the funding that they're supposed to get. But it doesn't mean they're getting the full amount that they need. They're getting enough. They're getting enough. The Boys and Girls Club person that runs the uh, the director of that particular of each branch yeah. shouldn't be in the hundred thousands of, of, you know, salaries. You don't have to pay them that much because you're not actually running the organization. The Boys and Girls Club is is damn near a Fortune 500. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you already got a protocol when you come here. Just give me a decent enough of my, uh, money to, to live. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know the ins and outs. Yeah. But I'm saying if you are being funded properly, why are you charging the community so much? Yeah. You know, I can understand saying, well, let's get something. You know what I mean? I can understand, you know, $50 for the summer or something like that. Because your, your, your grants and loans and all that stuff are already taking care of the necessity right. of this organization. Right. So I don't need... You to come out of you break your pocket. Now my kids got to stay home. 
And I would have had to do that with or without the Boys and Girls Club anyway. But if you are here to service this community, I shouldn't have to make that decision. I should be able to bring my kids here in in this low-income area. Right. You know what I mean? But they're charging people what they can't afford in these low-income communities. A lot of them have just ran poorly. A lot of them. How many businesses were are ran poorly? That's business. A nonprofit is a business. It's a business. It's not. It's not a prop. It's not for profit business, but it is a business. It's a business that's not doing. That's not living up to the creed of which in which the business was started for. You started. It's like. That's like your pastor not caring about your soul. That happens every day. Yeah, but we we hold them accountable for that. We should. Do we? I do. You do. You know what I mean? I and mean, there, there's the Creflo dollars. There's the. <laughs> hey, if they want to buy him a jet, let them buy him a jet. That's their business. <laughs> That's their church. I don't go there. <laughs> but I do know when I live in communities that have programs that if they, if you publicize a program for that community and then you robbing the uh, the community of the benefits of this program, that's not fair. That's not fair. That like you don't be Judas. You know, we already got a bad. Don't be another one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't don't kick us while while we down. And that's just how I feel about that. I won't <laughs> I won't I won't preach. Step on it. <laughs> I won't preach about it. You said you were talking about equity though. What equity. you what you think about um these stocks with the stock market? I like it. <laughs> Oh, what you mean? What I answered the wrong? <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> you sound just like them on Twitter. They're like, "Oh, what? What is? What is GameStop? <laughs> like, what are stocks? Game? Oh. That GameStop thing this week? That's what you were trying to roll into? Yeah, GameStop and AMC, BlackBerry. Explain to the people what happened. So, what's going on this week? Yeah, talk a little louder. They probably can't hear you. What's going on this week is. It's what I like to what I've been coining the term as the financial revolution of this country. That that's what's going on. We're we're seeing hedge fund billionaires shorting stocks on companies that are deteriorating, like GameStop. Think about GameStop. What is GameStop? I can't remember the last time I saw one. It's like Blockbuster. Yeah. It's the same concept as like a Blockbuster when Netflix came around. They sell everything in GameStop now. You can get t-shirts, toys. <laughs> they they got a small wall full of games. They still they still taking your PS4 for $100 and selling it at $300. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they kind of like a pawn shop now. It's worse. Yeah. It's really bad. But so GameStop... So these these million billionaire hedge funds are shorting the stock, so they're betting against GameStop to go out of business. But what Reddit and Wall Street bets, the forum on Reddit has been talking about, they've literally been basically crowdfunding these stocks. So what they're doing is getting like a huge collective of people to buy these stocks in bulk as much as possible so that these bets that these billionaires are going against GameStop on, they're losing the bets. So the equity is shifting hands from these billionaires to the retail traders. 
Yeah. And it's crazy. So what we saw with GameStop is at the beginning of the month, it was trading at $17 a share. It got up to almost $500 a share <laughs> by the end of the month. <laughs> and now it's been fluctuating. There's been a lot of stuff going on with Robinhood, Weeble, and like TD Ameritrade. Like Fidelity. They're, yeah, they're trying to like limit like the fluctuations. But... Yeah. Yeah, I seen when I was looking at them this week that you couldn't buy them yeah. a couple times when I looked. And then another time I looked, you could buy them. So, yeah, that's just them playing with the market. But that's not, for the people that really are trying to come up, it's not a safe bet. It's definitely you not, don't know it's not when. Safe. You, you should yeah. definitely not, you should not gamble something that you don't have on something like that. And you missed your ship already. If you weren't already in when it was low, jumping in right now, you're going to lose that money. You missed it on GameStop. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say personally, I'm invested in AMC just because it's low still. And they're planning they're planning on doing the same thing for AMC and BlackBerry. So. Really? That's the, that's the plan. Yeah, I might have to take a look. I had some BlackBerry stock. I made a little bit off of it and I sold it. BlackBerry already doubled too this month. Really? They up over ten now? Yeah. They're like eighteen, seventeen. Really? Yeah. I might play with it a little bit. Yeah, I bought I bought my shares at uh AMC at thirteen. I mean it went up it it's been fluctuating, it went up to like sixteen, now it's like thirteen. It was up to twenty two one day I looked. It did. What, a couple days ago? Uh three. Yeah, three days it's ago. It's probably before I bought it. Yeah, it's probably before I bought it, but it went back down. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get on the in, in on that. I was gonna buy, but now with the shift with streaming and stuff like that, and now putting movies out, like coming to America is coming straight to the Fire Stick. Yeah, like Amazon bought that. Yeah, and a lot of movies have been coming out like HBO, HBO Max. Max. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did so, see that. They're going straight because I think uh, Denzel Washington's new movie went straight to HBO Max. Yeah, I watched that last night. Oh, what's it called? Insider something? Something. Little Things. Little Things? Yeah, it's called Little Things. It was pretty, it was was dope, I think. Denzel film? I don't really like Denzel like that. He's not one of my go-to actors. I feel like he's the same person. Yeah, (laughs) for the most part. Malcolm X, John Q, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Anybody that's a father like John Q. Uh, Malcolm X, I forgot. Every time I see a picture of Malcolm X now, I'm like, he trying to look like Denzel. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not really, uh, I, I like other actors. I got like Cuba Gooden, Sean Penn. I, I like those guys. Guys that really like become their characters yeah get a little weird when they make a movie Sean Penn is amazing Don Cheadle is amazing Don Cheadle's great yeah he's a great yeah so I, I check out things like that I thought Tupac was gonna be great you know eventually if he had kept going um some of the roles that he was gonna take on like he would've been awesome if he would've actually played in Baby Boy that would've been nice to see him playing the, the Jody character yeah I know they had to switch it around a little bit because it was Tyrese now, but that would have been awesome to see 
pop, like take that character and like do whatever he was gonna do to it. That would have been interesting. Yeah. But they, they, you know, I still like Baby Boy. But I just couldn't see him being that hard. As Baby Boy? Yeah. As Jody? Yeah. Jody went hard. But he, he wasn't, but he was like the persona of like what the street deemed as hard, even though he wasn't hard. He's a regular hood dude. Right. That lived with his mama. Right. So, that would have been interesting. I mean, he was a little bit, Pop was a little bit of that in uh, Ju- uh, Poet of Justice. Yeah. So, it would have been interesting to see him in that role. I don't, I don't think Pop could have been hard as Jody. I don't think so. But, yeah. So, that was the trending topics this week. Uh, let us know what y'all thought about those things. Uh, so, trauma. You know, trauma in relationships. How do you deal with trauma? Um, I have an interesting thought about trauma when it when it comes to like relationships. Because um, you 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 see people, you know, like women and guys when they when when they're going on with their life. And they get involved with people. They 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 have they start having all these pet peeves and preferences when it comes to like relationships. And those things to me, the pet peeves and the preferences that you develop when you approach relationship to me lets me know how much bullshit you've been through. You know what I mean? Because you wouldn't have none of those pet peeves, preferences. If you uh, didn't have pop, something go wrong. If you didn't have all that them experiences. Yeah, in your life. that's true. So, you know if I. And, and a better approach for me, like, if I got, I got I got stabbed before, but I'm not walking around thinking that everybody that's eating dinner is going to stab me. Let that sink in. Let that sizzle in your spirit. That was a little bit doper than y'all giving me credit for. That was, like, real good. Wait, 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 wait. Can we talk about how you said sizzle <laughs> in, in your spirit. spirit? Like, it was a sizzler? Like, the steak and sizzler? Yeah, yeah. Let me just sizzle a little bit. I got that from Country Rain. Let me sizzle in your spirit. I thought it was good. I need some work on it. Well, what do you think about trauma? Well, can I talk about the point that you made on people and pet peeves and relationships and stuff mm-hmm. like i agree with what you said but but how do you what means you doesn't no i do but <laughs> I, I'm, I I'm asking but i'm asking but a question i'm asking a question okay like how does one because i know a lot of people that have been through a lot of stuff in their life right just in general not not necessarily relationships i'm just saying like well not uh intimate relationships maybe relationships with their parents or mm-hmm. like family members or something like that right like, how do you, if you've experienced all those tr- traumatic experiences, how do you move past them in a healthy way so that they're not coming up as, like, nagging pet peeves and things like, like or, like, um, not necessarily standards, but, like, what you will and w- what you will not accept in a relationship? Well... Well, you're often triggered by things that you haven't completely tri- uh, healed from. Right. That's true. So I would say first heal. First heal and, and don't don't make it their responsibility to work with your pain. That be your priority. It should be. And at the end of any road, 
no matter what kind of counseling you get. I'm, I'm like a fast tracker. I like to get to the point. Yeah. The fast track to the point of counseling is to forgive yourself have to. for accepting and allowing. Right. That's what's at the end of the road. It's yeah. not the, the people. If, if I punch you in the face now, you're going to hurt right now. Right. But if you holding your face tomorrow, that's you. You know what I mean? I mean, it depends on how many bones you broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It depends on how many bones you broke. But you know, you're not feeling the blow the tomorrow. Same. Yeah. You're healing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to have some healing pains. You're going to have, that's an interesting point. You're going to have some healing to do. <laughs> got to. But you didn't just, don't walk around like you just got punched in the face. Right. You know what I mean? It's the it's a whole new day. New opportunity, new people. Yeah. Just because he had a beard when he hit you. Don't mean that every dude with a beard want to hit you. Doesn't mean that everybody that raises their voice yeah. wants to do harm to you. Right. You know what I mean? So once you realize that, but a lot of people get comfortable with their pain. You know what I mean? That becomes dinner, dinner and breakfast to them, and lunch. Like they get so comfortable with it that they they make that the thing. Did I go too far off topic? I think you're appropriately on topic. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, the question you asked was the question you asked was how do you move on? I, yeah, yeah, I was on top. Yeah, you were on top. So, I'm saying the question you asked that sparked my question. Oh, was what? I don't know. <laughs> you, I was just talking. You asked about trauma. What you asked specifically? The the first question. How do you deal with trauma? Like, what what do you think about trauma? Um, it's weird. So, I feel like. It's changed as I grew. Mm-hmm. It's changed a lot as I've grown. As it should. And um, I feel like with trauma, I kind of got desensitized to like feeling like those pains. So like with death, like things like death, things like um, uh maybe verbal abuse um different types of trauma like that i would just like coil up sit in my room like not talk to anybody be very distant and i would just like let it sit and i didn't talk to anybody about it um as i grew if you guys have heard me on this podcast before i've said that i've like taking steps to like start therapy uh-huh. and like you know figure figure out what is what causes some of the the emotions that i feel your triggers and different types of triggers right yeah yeah and, and we have to be mindful of that i know that a lot of times even when i was dealing with my mess when i when i realized a lot of things in, in my early life i i made it Whoever I was dealing with, whoever I was, I had relationships with, be it family or, you know, romantic involvement, I made it their responsibility to help heal me. But that's 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 a one man job right there. As far as man, you know, right. you, you got spirituality that helps, but far as on this earth, that's your responsibility to make sure you get what you need so that you can heal. It's not everybody else's issue. You know what I mean? Not even the assailant. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times victims want the victimizer to do something magical for them to heal. Right. 
You know what I mean? All never, the way down to death. You might not. You might never get that though. Just like dealing with parents. You know what I mean? You have to have a relationship with 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 your parent, father or mother, that you have. You have to have that today. You have to build a relationship today. They're never gonna play catch with you. They're never gonna show you how to cook. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but you can. You can, well, but yeah. but holding them to this, like I want you to teach me how to ride a bike. You're forty. You already know how to ride a bike. You know what I mean? You're twenty five. <laughs> you're thirty. Or you can go learn how to ride a bike by yourself. You, you're not gonna have daddy, but you can have a father now. Right. Still. Right. You know what I mean? You right. you 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 have to let go of what the what the kid in you wanted, and start start trying to build on what the adult in you requires for a relationship. And a lot of us don't. We don't let go of that. We don't let go of that, like especially with relationships. Uh, I wrote something a while ago, and uh, I meant to come on here and share it. <laughs> <clears throat> but I wrote, I don't know why, I just got inspired to write something about, you know, how, how adults deal with all of their relationships. And if you think back to when we were kids in elementary school, the type of relationships we had, how often we switched girlfriends and boyfriends. You know, you were good for a month. Or this week you got a, friend, a best friend and then the yeah, next week you have a different a best, best friend. friend. And you look at adults. If you disappoint me one time, especially if you didn't experience proper, you know, healthy relationships when you were a kid, you know, when you get upset, that doesn't mean the relationship is over. No. That means that we have something that we need to talk about. Right. It requires conversation, not argument. You know, a lot of times when you argue with people, they shut down. A lot. Or they stop listening. Oh, yeah. You know, people that shut down usually have some trauma oh, going in that area. Social media. Yeah. So, so they air it out on there. It's the worst. No, it's the worst. Like, if you are conversing with someone and you have a disagreement with them, like on Twitter. Yeah. They literally, like, block you. Like, they don't get, like. Oh, I'm the king of block. I don't <laughs> like no negative energy. If you go at me on social media, I'm probably going to block you. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't, this is my phone. <laughs> I don't want to get on my phone and read nothing unsavory. <laughs> it doesn't have to necessarily be unsavory. I mean, if somebody coming at you sideways, that's one thing. Yeah. But if it's like we were having a discussion. And we had a disagreement. And we had a complete, like, difference of opinion. Yeah. That's something different. And that, that goes to your maturity level, like I was pointing out. Like, you got to know that everybody is not going to think the way you think. Right. Everybody doesn't have the experiences you have. And a lot of times, a lot of, I mean, people that have an emotional healthiness to them, you know what I mean? If they got a healthy emotional uh, outlook on things, they know that you can get upset. And they're not going to understand that you've been through some stuff and that's a trigger for you, but that's not their issue. That's right. your issue. Right. You need, that's somewhere where you need to grow at. And the only way you grow, uh, in things is to go through those things. You know what I mean? Otherwise, you'll keep. You wonder why you keep meeting the same women because you you haven't passed the test yet. You keep dealing with the same stuff because you haven't dealt with what you need. You haven't learned what you need to learn in those situations. You right. haven't grown from it. And the common denominator when you keep meeting the same type of people is you. It's not you keep meeting the same people. You're the same person in all those situations. Grow up. And that's what, to me, that's the that's the end of uh, that's the beginning of your epiphany, of your healing, when you realize 
that you have to go within to solve these problems. All these problems ain't external. It ain't it ain't her. It ain't him. It ain't my dad. It ain't my mom. It's the way I take this stuff in is what I need to work on. You know what I mean? Everybody's not the devil. Sometimes it's the devil within that wants you to be crushed. You know what I mean? He don't want you to survive nothing. So he's going to tear you up at the seams. He's going to rip you apart. Write that down. <laughs> Write that down. I just said that. I said a lot. I don't even know what I said, but I said it. <laughs> so trauma, trauma for you... How do you deal with it? How how has it changed over time? Over time, I've I've learned that that the biggest part of trauma is how I deal with things and how I take things in. So, so you make it bigger than it is b- before. Before now, I look at it as what it is. It's just a disagreement, or or yeah, I did blame you for something that. That's not your fault. No matter if I went through this with my brother or my sister or my ex-girlfriend, that's not your fault. I didn't see you yesterday. You know what I mean? And I know, you know, one of the biggest things I was taught growing up, like you don't know what somebody's going through. You don't. So, you know, approach it, approach everybody with that. You don't know what they're going through. So be careful how you treat them. Right. You know what I mean? Because this can turn into something ugly. Well, the truth is, they don't know what you're going through either. So if you're the one that's blowing up, that's your responsibility to bring that down. Bring it down. Bring it down. Everybody's not your enemy. And, and that's another thing that keeps us disconnected is because we can't be in the same room together. You know? It's a beautiful thing to see a bunch of black people at a cookout. Yeah. Hanging out. Ain't nobody got no gun on their ways. The music playing and the food is flowing. The drinks is flowing. And everybody having a good time. The kids running around the yard. And and every time I see more than the 10 to 20 people gathering, guns is out, weed blowing in there. Even if you choke a little bit, you smoke a little bit, smoke away from the crowd. That way you don't have the little super save one. Be like, why y'all got to be smoking and his kids around? You ain't got to start no beef. Right. One of the things in the uh, Bible tells you that Paul said, you know, if it offends my brother. You know, that's my responsibility to make sure I'm not offending you. If I know it'll bother you, know what? so what you grown? I like cigars. I ain't going to smoke them in front of nobody's kids. Even if you smoke in front of your kids, these ain't my kids. I'm not corrupting your kids. I'm not messing with your kids long. I'm going to smoke over here by myself. You know what I mean? Let's keep this party rolling. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to get to know who you are as an adult. I knew we was cousins growing up, but I don't know you now. You right. know what I mean? Right. So, you know, I, I think we just overall just need to start caring about each other a little bit more. Or a lot a little bit more. That ain't a word. Hold on. A, a lot a little bit more? A lot of more. A lot of a more. A lot of more. I a could l- just lot, say more. A lot more. Uh, yeah, I could say that, but it don't sound cool. <laughs> I got to jazz that thing up a little bit. You got to have your own. Uh, yeah. The Geraldism. I, I got to get my E-40 on. You know what I mean? <laughs> For shizzle. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Uh, that's that's just my my take on 
on trauma, I think. How do you feel? You think therapy is something that that people should take on? You got a lot of a lot of people against therapy. I'm gonna tell you. Well, let me tell you from my perspective of therapy. So I know a lot of people that have gone through therapy, um, especially a lot of women. It's a different story, different uh, conversation for another day. But I, well, maybe that no, maybe this is a conversation for right now. Men don't seek therapy. No. Often. No. That's what they make bars for in barbershops. <laughs> <laughs> therapy, to me, might not look like what therapy to you is or would be. I feel like, for me, I'm very... Um, I'm very... I think a lot. Like, I'm, I'm always in my head about something. So, like, I'm always, like, running through scenarios. I'm a planner. Like, so, how my therapy sessions usually go is I start talking. And I kind of, like, it, I expect it, like, there to be, like, some sort of, like, my therapist says something back to me. And it's, like, an automatic, like, breakthrough moment. That's what I expected out of therapy. But how therapy works for me is I start talking and I kind of like piece together what's going on in my life just through verbalizing it. It's not necessarily the other person giving me something. It's me figuring it out kind of for myself, but kind of like it's facilitated, you know? Mm -hmm. So you got somebody there that can kind of like, like guide you right into where your mind needs to be going on different topics different situations in your life exactly yeah exactly so it'll come down to like and it doesn't mean you're crazy that's no that's what therapy does not mean right no it doesn't mean you're crazy no no I mean, yeah. maybe we're all a little crazy. You can go crazy if you don't get therapy a lot <laughs> you of can definitely go crazy <laughs> without therapy <laughs> but yeah, so it's just, like, me verbalizing what I need to, like, say to get through a situation that I'm going through. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, we can stop abusing our friendships and yeah. our barbers and our mechanics and our pastors. <laughs> Not our barbers. <clears throat> you know. Yeah. <laughs> I used to talk to my mechanic, man. Why? I said, hey, man, he has some knowledge. <laughs> so, I was, hey, I was getting the way I can get it. You know, creating my own little dad. You know, I'll taking pieces from every man around me. Yeah, I mean, we do that. Yeah, like we we do that. Everybody does that. Yeah, yeah. And you, you have to create your hustle, Doctor Hustle. You know what I mean? However that may be, or whatever areas you feel like you need. But you know, it's better out than in. Yeah. You know, sometimes that's all it takes. Like in your situation, all you had to do is start talking. Right. And you were able to start realizing some things. That, you know, you don't have the opportunity to do on your own. Right. You know what I mean? So, I think I'm pro-therapy all the way. I think therapy is a necessity for anybody, any relationship to uh, to, to help navigate when you feel like you, you know, you keep going through the same thing. You keep having the same arguments. Hey, a lot of times, if you just try that, 
You know, you have to shop around for a therapist just because you flipped in the uh, phone book. Well, go on Google. I know y'all don't do phone books no more. But you go on Google and, and you see a therapist, that don't mean that's the perfect fit for you. Sometimes you have to try a couple of them out. Right. And, I mean, it doesn't have to be, like, a certified therapist. It could be, like, your pastor. Um, it, it could be. Yeah, but they have to. It, it depends on what you're going through. If it's spiritual yeah. and relational, maybe. A lot of times it is, though. Maybe, but you want somebody that know what they don't. Yeah. You know, every pastor isn't certified in that area. That's true. I can get you to God, but I can't get you through life. A lot of them don't know anything about going up and going inside your heart and and going through your experiences with you and and letting you, you know what I mean, find, find out what's really going on. So... Yeah, I, I recommend therapy. I definitely, not to debunk what you said, but I definitely believe that you need a degree in this area for me to sit down and talk to you. And I'm not finna talk to you if you just, you work at Walmart and you're a pastor. Like, what you, what? You should be a therapist. <laughs> they make like $100 an hour. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times, you know, your pastor will sit down with you for free. Right. Now, with situations like if you got a pastor that's married and you and your wife going through some stuff, it's a spiritual counselor. Yeah, that works in that area. Right. But if it's some stuff you need to unload that you've been through, past traumas and stuff like that, a little bit more serious than just how we keep this marriage together, you want some paperwork behind that. You know what I mean? You want somebody that you can really talk to, somebody that will help you navigate some of the questions you got. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so I'm I'm definitely pro pro. uh Therapy. This was a good show today. Pro, pro therapy. Have you been to a therapist before? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I what? got kicked out. How? I told him that I told him that I believed in aliens and I was a member of New Edition and my uncle touched me and he just told me to get the hell out. Hey man, it was free, so I didn't have nothing to do that day, so I just went up there and made up some shit. But prior to that, you know, I, that was my major in, in, uh, for college. So I had already, always, since the ninth grade, been curious about that. So I've had therapy. Okay. And I, I learned a lot of things about I realized a lot of things. I knew those things about myself, but it, it made me see those things clearer. So I'm definitely for it. Anybody that is, if your wife want to go to therapy with you, man, don't be scared. It'll shut her mouth. Just try it. You Just might, you it. might enjoy it. Yeah, you get to say things that you really want to say, but you can't and she say, can't, and she can't in- interrupt it. Right. You got somebody there, let him talk. <laughs> <laughs> you got somebody there that got your back for a change. Let you go ahead and get yours off. You know, and 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 a lot of things, any change that you have to make through therapy is not for your for the bad it's for the good you know what I mean anything that can elevate you take advantage of it take advantage of it you don't need therapy for the rest of your life some people get drunk on therapy now yeah some people let their therapists become like some of these people are with their pastors right like well you know my pastor said like hold on player I'm talking to you right you know what I mean right like you you gotta know how to apply what you learn and what, what areas you've grown in. So sometimes you have to, you know, with therapy, I believe that you should go, you know, 
three to six months, take a break, do your thing, live your life, apply out. it, yeah, figure out. and then when it's time for you to go back and assess the things that you've done and make sure you're dealing with things properly, if you have some extensive stuff going on, then you got to go back. Yeah. But you just have somebody that you can just unload on. Sometimes you have, like, important jobs, and you might be a public personality or something like that, and you don't have many people you can confide in. So therapy is a good tool for that. I can go here and just be be me. Right. And I can talk, get this shit off my head, so I don't get, uh, you know, all my pressure don't go up, and I ain't dealing with a whole bunch of stress every day. I'm able to vent. Right. Pay my $100, and I'm gone. Yeah. Now I can I don't have to you abuse my friends or my wife or my girlfriend or my kids with shit that I got on my mind. You know what I mean? I ain't gotta wait wait be waiting by the door for the pastor when church is over after he finished shaking everybody's hand. I'm waiting for a pastor, can I have a word with you? You know what I mean? <laughs> you can you give them people in your life a break. Right. You know what I mean? And just let that be there going there and say what you gotta say. Let it off. And then you go back to your life feeling good because you, hey, you said it. Yeah. You might have not said everything you wanted to say to the people that you needed to say it to or wanted to say it to. Right. But maybe you found out it wasn't necessary. Let them live too. And boom, you're good. So, again, I, I recommend that for if, if you need to try it. Try it. But y'all let us know what y'all think. And, uh, yeah, this has been a great. This has been a good episode for me. I, I like the conversation, man. Yeah, it was all, it was uh, multiple points. It was dabble, dip, dab, all that. Yeah, you know my memory bad. So what? What all did we cover on this episode? We covered the trending news, silhouette challenge, silhouette challenge, COVID numbers going up. Biden. <laughs> Biden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's still Biden. Um, Wall Street bets in the stock Wall market. Street, yeah. Black Wall that. Street. And we anchored it off with trauma. It's a great episode, guys. Let us know what you think. Like, share, comment, subscribe on the YouTube channel. We are always on all of the streaming platforms. You know, we got all Apple, Spotify. I still ain't seen it on Spotify. I've Man, it's on Spotify. I've been looking. I follow me on Spotify. I've been looking. It's on there. <laughs> Hashtag cut different. Hash brown. Hashtag cut different, sir. <laughs> Hashtag cut different on all streaming platforms. We here to stay. Thank y'all for listening. And as always, these are my two cents. Spend it or save it. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with G. Hey, man, I like that. <laughs> Face palm. If you couldn't hear it, it was a smack on my head. <laughs> you're a hater. What we got for you? Ooh. That was for you, John. You know, it was probably too loud on the audio. <laughs> <laughs> my son told me don't ever do that again. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate y'all, man. Seriousness. Um, thank you. And this has been an episode of Cut Different. We out. Appreciate you, John. It's a pleasure as always. All right. My brother. My guy.